0: Welcome to the Life Central Bikers Church Podcast. We trust that this message will speak into your life. Thank you, band. and Thank you, everybody. Shall we give the band a hand? Thank you, guys. Wonderful job. Hello to everybody that I haven't greeted yet. It's uh, nice to see all of you here. I was at the Buffalo Rally three weeks ago, um, and as I woke up at the rally this Saturday morning, God gave me a word for this Sunday, for these people. But I know today I'm not speaking to the majority of you. I'm speaking to a selected few. So if you are here this morning, and you'll know whether I'm talking to you in the five minutes of the sermon, God has got an appointment with specific people in this room this morning, and I'm asking you, because I understand the urgency of what I'm about to tell you, I'm asking you not to leave this room this morning before you've done business with God. Because this is a matter of life and death. And I'm not saying it to place emphasis on the word this morning. I'm telling it to you. Because this is what God told me. So as I woke up this Saturday morning at the rally, God said to me, Grace is coming to an end. I immediately knew what he, what he, what he said. Because I know there's only two reasons why grace will come to an end in a person's life. And I'm going to explain that to you this morning. And, and this is quite a, quite a heavy subject and a heavy sermon this morning. So I, I need your attention, please. God is speaking to this audience this morning. So I'm going to start off with this. I'm going to tell you what amnesty is. Because this is the best way that I could find to explain this. You know, amnesty is as a market. Like, like in the years of apartheid, we had enemies of the state on both sides. And then when we got a new government, they announced... Uh, amnesty time. They said you could come to the Truth and the Reconciliation Commission and you can like confess your sins. <laughs> and, and, and the government would forgive you. That's amnesty. So, so you were literally a great But the law said, you come and, and you confess because you are basically a political offender. The country would forgive you. Re- remember there was a time when they were, there was amnesty for illegal weapons. Eh? If you had an illegal gun, the government said, we're declaring a time of amnesty. You could bring your illegal firearm. Uh, if we catch you with that firearm, we're going to lock you up. Because you're not allowed to have illegal firearm. But if you bring that firearm to the police station in the time of amnesty, well, nothing will happen to you. We'll pardon you. So, you understand what amnesty is? Can, can I get a couple of here? I just want to know that you're hearing me. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So, you know what amnesty is. You can put the next slide on for us, please. In the garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve was there, man, it was such a lucky time. There was no sin. And because there was no sin in the garden of Eden, man... Walked with God. The the Bible says every evening God came to Adam and Eve and he walked in the garden with them and and, and, and he had a conversation with them. But then you know the story that sin came into the garden of Eden. You know, there were two trees that we read about. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. Now, those two, you can't have them both. The minute Adam and Eve took from the tree of sin, they were not allowed to eat from the garden of life or the tree of life anymore. Eh? And now, now that life is not, well, we're all going to die one day, that kind of life. No, it's the life where your soul is removed from God. That's eternal death. And the minute men started sinning, well, we lost the ability to be with God. And from the minute that Adam and Eve sinned, they were no longer in the presence of God because sin does not exist in the presence of God. Now, Paul writes there in Romans, he says, Therefore, just as old Adam brought sin into the world, well, now sin is in the world, and men, we, we were removed from God. And there was no way we could be reconciled with God again. Then something happened. When when God's people, years later, were in the desert, Moses gave them the law. Now, what the law did, and I think that's on the next slide, there in in Romans 3 verse 20, it says, when... Moses gave the people the law and they start doing it, the, the, uh, following the law. Well, uh, that didn't reconcile them with God either. But it, at least it told them what sin is. It like, it like gave sin a name. So, so the law that Moses gave said, People, you shall not serve any other God. So it's law. Uh, you will not sleep with another man's wife. You will not lie. You will not kill people. You will honor your mother and father. That's the law and, and all the other laws that went with it. But, but you know what? Even the people that kept the law, well, to the best of their ability, and Paul writes here, he says, you know what? Nobody was able to keep the law. We, we, we all, even if we knew what right and wrong was, man, we were still on our way to hell. And, and, and everybody in that time, even, even the people that kept the law to the best of their ability, you know what? None of them that died went to heaven. Do you, do you agree with me? Yeah? They, they just went when they died. When, even when King David died and when King Saul died, they went to the underworld. And they, and they waited there for, for, for God's judgment day. The law could not save them. And God knew this. And he knew there's now a division between man and God. And there was really only one way for this to be fixed. You know, all the goats and the sheep and the cattle that they slaughtered and offered, that didn't forgive man's sin. God himself came to earth in the form of Jesus Christ. And he took all the sin from the time of Adam and Eve right up unto the last man that's going to live. He said, give me your sin. I will die for your sin. The next slide says, God, in Ephesians 2 verse, verse 8 and 9, it says, God's word says that we are safe, Saved. By grace alone. So, so, the minute Jesus died on that cross, the biggest event that ever happened in history, listen, nothing up to that point, came, even came close to what Jesus did on that cross, that minute that he died on that cross, man and God became reconciled again. From that minute that he hung on that cross, the following happened. First of all, Jesus went down to hell itself. And all the people that died from Adam's time, that believed in God, he went and fetched them. And he said, I have died for your sins. I've bought reconciliation between you and God again. And he took them to heaven. That's the first time heaven got people. When Jesus died on that cross. But that's not all that happened. That minute that Jesus died, he said, The time of amnesty for mankind has arrived. The first guy that made use of it, there were two people on the cross with Jesus. The one rejected Jesus, he said, you can take your amnesty. I don't need it. In fact, if you're the Son of God, take yourself down from the cross. The other guy said, hey, don't talk to him like this. This is the Son of God. And he turned to, to Jesus and he said, Lord, will you think of me when you arrive in paradise tonight? This man believed in Jesus. And Jesus said to him, <laughs> he didn't use those words, but he said, Amnesty has arrived, and you're the first person that's making use of amnesty today. You can come to heaven with me. I think I told you the story when that guy arrived at the gates of heaven. Uh, I think the angel said to him, so what are you doing here? And he said, I I actually don't know, but the man on the middle cross said I could come. And they said, well, then welcome. You can come. But there's one thing that amnesty is not. You see, although we were born in a time of amnesty, remember that song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. That's, that's the amnesty, this amazing grace that the song is talking about. I was, because of Adam and because of my sin and because I live in a sinful world, I was straight on my way to hell, man. There was, there was no turning around for me. Then Jesus came and he said, I'm announcing a time of amnesty. The law will not get you to heaven. But if you believe in me, like that guy on the cross, you may come to heaven. But let me tell you what amnesty is not. You see, Paul writes, he says, if we now, in this time of amnesty, if we still try and think we can be saved by circumcision, by keeping certain days holy, by certain festivals, by keeping some, some, um, some religious activities, if you think you can be saved through that, you're actually making a mockery of the fact that Jesus died on the cross. But you know what else makes a mockery of Jesus dying on the cross? If we think, if we can come to, to God and say, Lord, yes, I believe in you please let me be saved, and we go back and we do sins again, and, and, and we, when we don't follow the law, we're also making a mockery of the price that Jesus paid on that cross for us. You see, if you've got that illegal gun, and the government says, hey, there's amnesty for a certain period, and you take your gun, you go hand it in at the police station, what you're actually saying is, I'm sorry, I had this illegal gun, but from now on, I agree to follow the law. Hey Amen. And that's exactly what coming to Jesus is and repenting is. And you're saying, Lord, my life is a mess. I was visiting some people yesterday and one of the ladies that I visited said to me, my life is a total mess. Don't come to me and say your life is a mess. Go to Jesus and say, Jesus, my life is a mess. And I know the only way that I can be saved because I recognize I'm on my way to hell is by coming to you and saying, Jesus, please forgive me. But from now on, I'm not going to follow that life anymore. From now on, I'm actually going to follow the law. I'm actually going to do what's written in the word of God. Lord, I need to be saved. I said this morning, I'm not talking to the majority of the audience. I'm only talking to a certain audience percentage of people in this audience this morning, because some of you has got the surety that I've been saved. I'm talking to the people that up to now has not made use of the amnesty that God declared on the cross. You see, because we were born in the time of amnesty, we, and we're probably going to die in the time of amnesty, we think that that is just the way it is, but it's not. It costs the life of a king to buy that amnesty for you. And he's given you a choice whether you want to accept it or not. You see, if i got the illegal gun and I go and turn it in, amnesty. But if I'm caught with the illegal gun, judgment. And you see, you sitting here, this moment, if you haven't been to God for amnesty yet, you're sitting here with that illegal sin, And when you die with that sin, judgment. I want to go on to the next slide. Romans 6, verse 1 and 2. So what does this amnesty mean? Does it now mean I can live the way I want to and keep on living on sin? Because anyway, it's amnesty, man. Paul says, "Ah." what shall we then show you? Shall we continue to sin so that grace may abound? No. Don't make a mockery of the price that Jesus paid for you to buy you that amnesty. Don't keep on saying, it's all right, I'll sin, because tomorrow there will still be amnesty. Guys, the message that I'm giving to you this morning is your time of grace is running out. Don't mock God's grace. I think that's exactly what the next slide says. Romans 2, verse 4 to 5. It says, Don't mistake the riches of God's kindness for the fact that He's just going to keep on forgiving you and forgiving you and forgiving you. There's going to be a time when grace comes to an end. Grace in a person's lives can come to an end on two occasions. When that final trumpet sounds. Guys, that you realize Jesus promised He's going to come back on the sound of the final of the seventh trumpet. Jesus is going to come back. And the minute that trumpet sounds, grace for us has run out. The grace period is finished If you didn't add your gun in before the time, if you didn't surrender your sins to Jesus before that last trumpet, you're going to stand in front of the judgment throne. You're going to be judged under the full wrath of the law. You've now got time for amnesty. Now, there's a second time when amnesty can end for you. And that's when you die. And, I, and I'm very certain that I'm speaking to people in this audience this morning because God said so. This is your last chance. This is your last chance to turn around. And this is why you don't normally hear me talking in this tone of voice when I'm, I'm shouting at you this morning because I want to get the message through. This is your last chance. So, whoever I'm talking to this morning, you need to listen, man. God is talking to you. This is literally your last chance. What a terrible message to deliver from the pulpit. God is serious with you this morning. Don't let amnesty end before you've made your peace with God. Because if you make use of amnesty this morning, you will not stand in front of the judgment throne. But if you die before making your peace, or if that final trumpet sounds before you make your peace, your period of amnesty has gone past. There is no standing before God and saying, I'm sorry. This is the time to do it. Let me just tell you something on a lighter note. Hector, did you know that men are going to arrive in heaven 30 minutes before women? It says so in the Bible. It says, when that last trumpet sounds, there will be silence in heaven for 30 minutes. Coming back to the sermon, guys. There's people in this room sitting here this morning, and your time for amnesty is running out. So, Joss, how do I make use of amnesty? You make use of it in the following way if you have an illegal gun, you have to say it to yourself, this gun is illegal. You have to recognize that if they catch me with this gun, I'm going to jail. And if you're sitting with sin in your life this morning, if, if you are busy betraying people in your life, if you are busy with things in your life that you're not supposed to be busy with, and you're lying, and you're cheating, and you're conniving, and, and, and you're doing the sexual sins... Realize. Realize that you're busy with wrong things. I'll tell you now why some is in the red and some not. And then you need to come to the Jesus Christ. We, you need to come forward and saying, Jesus, I realize that I'm on my way to hell. And, and, and let me just stand still here. The word of God says, Jesus says, I am the truth and the way and the light and nobody goes to the Father except through me. Can I tell you what he's saying there? He's saying, not Allah. Not Muhammad. Not Confucius. Not through yoga. Not through coming to church. Not through tiding. Not through Buddhism. He says, I am the only way. There's only one way. You can have amnesty, and that is to stand in front of God. And recognize that you're a sinner. Like that man did on the cross. And saying, Jesus, you need to forgive me. Take up his offer of grace and repent. Say, Lord, I'm sorry, I realize I'm a sinner. But you can't go back every second day and ask for grace. If you go to God, you better change your ways, man. You can't go to God and say, Lord, forgive me, but tomorrow I live in sin again. You know, sometimes we've gotten so used to sins. I mean, things like marriage outside of sex. Oh, sex outside of marriage. <laughs> Sorry. Afrikaans caught oh, up to me. It has become such a norm in our lives that we don't consider it sin anymore. So you can't come to the Lord today and say, Lord... I need to repent. But tomorrow, I'm involved in another relationship without marriage again. Or outside of marriage again. You need to fix your ways. You need to start walking the straight and the narrow. God said to his people, you need to be totally different from the rest of the world. Number five. Jesus knew that even if we come to him, Even if we have the best desires in our heart to change our ways, we will not be able to do it on our own. So he said, I will send you a helper, the Holy Spirit. And and when we go to Jesus and say, Jesus, here I am. You know what the Lord gives you? He gives you a gift. It's called the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit helps you with all of these things. How do I know today to preach a sermon? Because the Holy Spirit laid it on my heart to preach. And like I said, you can't go in and hand in your gun, but tomorrow get an illegal gun again. Once you've invited Jesus into your life, you need to start keeping God's ways. You need to start living like a God-fearing man and a God-fearing woman. Now, the reason why those two are in red, because, you know, sometimes we sit in sermons like these, and we come to the realization that I'm living in sin. I'm, I'm on my way to hell. And then we say, well, I've got to change my ways. I've got to start living according to God's word. But you miss the four steps in between, which is called salvation. And you know, sometimes the church do the same. We see somebody doing something wrong, and we call him, and we clap him with the Bible, Bible and we say, hey, start following God's ways. We're robbing him from the salvation process. There's got to be a time in your life when you stand before the living God, when you stand before that cross that you saw the picture of just now on the screen, you need to stand in front of that cross and say, Lord, today is the day that I change my ways. Today is the day that I surrender. Lord, today is the day that I invite you into my life. That's the end of my sermon. Except for one thing. I've spoken to you today, and you want to take that step today and say, Lord, I come to you today and I want to make use of your amnesty, of your grace offer, then I want to pray for you today. And I'm not going to make it difficult for you. But you know what? If you're not, if you're afraid to stand in front of God, God says, I'll be ashamed to stand in front of my Father for you. So I'm going to do the following. I want everybody out of respect for the people that's going to give their hearts to God this, in, in this service this morning. I want you to close your eyes. Please, bow your heads. Let's not look around. And then to the people that I've spoken, I'm not going to call you forward. But I am going to ask you to stand up before God because I want to pray for you this morning. I'm going to pray for you right there in your seat. But I need you to stand up in front of God and say, Lord, today is the day I want to change my ways. I've spoken to you this morning. Please stand up. It might be your last chance that you have. And, and don't care that you're a pastor or that you're wearing the colors of the CMA. If you haven't come to this point, the point of salvation, I'm begging you and I, I normally I don't stretch this stuff out. But I want to give you every opportunity that you have this morning because this is literally a matter of life and death. I want to pray for you this morning. I'm, I'm going to give one more last chance. If you, if, you, if, if you really feel that you don't want to stand up, at, at least just raise your hand and say, Lord, here I am. Thank you. Thank you. Now, can I ask the people that stood up, just bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to, I'm going to pray this prayer and And I want you to follow in your hearts what I'm going to say. Lord Jesus, this morning I realize that I'm on my way to hell. And I realize that there's an opportunity for amnesty. Lord, this morning I want to change my ways. Lord, I've been living in sin my entire life. Lord, please forgive me. That offer, that, that, that fact that you died on the cross for me, for my sins, I want to thank you for that. I want to tell you that I believe it with my entire heart. And I ask that in this minute, you also put the Holy Spirit into my heart and teach me your ways. And, and, and Lord, one day when I die, That I will not stand in front of that judgment throne, throne, but that I will enter heaven according to your grace and help me for the rest of my life to walk in your ways. And, and, And if I fall, Lord, please help me to walk on the right way again. I ask this because of what Jesus has done for me on the cross, and I thank you for it. Amen. Thank you. You must take your seats. The Bible says when one sinner it gives his heart to the Lord, the angels rejoice. So I know you can't see them, but I'm telling you, this room is full of angels this morning, and they're rejoicing because of what you've done. For those of you who don't know Hector, Hector, just here for a minute so everybody can see you that's new in church. The next step is baptism. If you feel you want to follow the Lord through the waters of baptism, come speak to Hector here, and he'll tell you what needs to be done. Thank you, Hector. Follow Follow Jesus Christ through baptism. Hector will explain to you what to do. We can have a baptism service again on a later stage. Can I ask the band to come forward, please? The communion table is set before us. When we use this table, the wine, or in our our case, grape juice, and the bread, what we're actually thinking about is that special day when Jesus announced amnesty. That special day when Jesus said, all your sins, I'll pay for them. So if you want to partake, this is not the table of the Bikers Church. This is the table of Jesus Christ. You're more than welcome to partake. We're not going to wait for each other until everybody has wine and bread. As you have it. Drink it and eating and say, Lord, thank you that I may make use of of your amnesty. Lord, I'm so thankful that you came to earth and that you died in my place for my sins. I'm so glad that you made a way for me to be reconciled with God again. Thank you that you gave your blood and your body to pay for my sins. And Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit will lead me in everything that I do. The way I talk, the way that I listen, the way that I interact with people, the way that I look at people, but also how people look at me let me be guided by your Holy Spirit. Let me never take one step outside your Holy Spirit. And Father, sometimes because I can be so stubborn, Father, let your Holy Spirit prompt me in the things that I do wrong. And where I stray away from your path, lead me back. And Father, If I get lost, please come and find me again. Show me the way back to you. And help me to live as a child of God. Who will one day inherit a heavenly kingdom. Amen. The band is going to lead us in one final song. So let's rejoice and say thank you for what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Life Central Bikers Church podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, or visit our website at lifecentralchurch.org.za and get in touch.